Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee that we'll be brewing today is called Finca Nueva Armenia by Cattell Coffee Company, and the comic we'll be discussing today is Swamp Thing Winter Special. Now, whether or not you are a regular or first-time listener, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play, and alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and rating and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Now, before we warm up with that hot cup of coffee, let's do a little catch-up. What have you been up to? Uh, Well, Jerry, uh, this week I uh, did a little bit of reading. Okay. Finally going to show Marvel a little bit of love. Right. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Finally. Um, I got my hands on uh, Venomized Issue 1, which came out this week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a story that's just coming off of uh, Venomverse. Uh, it's written by Colin Bunn and the art is by Ivan Coelho. Uh, very straightforward read. There's not much to it. Like it's very, uh, I believe it's meant to be very action packed and very story driven. Right. Uh, no reading between the lines. Uh, I mean, if you're a big fan of symbiotes like I am, you know, love me some carnage, love me some toxin. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, then, you know, I would suggest, uh, giving it a try. Uh, fun story again nothing much to it uh, you'll read it on the surface and you'll really enjoy it okay yeah All what right. about you Jerry um, actually it's 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 cool that you're mentioning Venom because uh, I'm actually pretty excited about the new Venom series that's coming out yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there's a new series coming out it's by Donny Cates and drawn by Ryan Stegman yeah and uh, they're they're taking over new Venom and it just it looks so promising it looks mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. uh, because Don, Donnie Cates has been hitting out of the park with a lot of new Venom um, well a lot of new Marvel stuff so I yeah. think the new Venom stuff is going to be really good of too of course yeah he's been doing he's been doing Thanos he's been doing Doctor Strange he, he, yeah he's been doing some really good stuff mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. of indie stuff too so that's that's I don't know looks really cool it's, it's Venom's time <laughs> yeah it's, it's finally, time yeah, for it's, him to shine <laughs> it's time for him to shine yeah <laughs> uh, this past week I've actually in preparation for this week so I've been reading some of Tom King's stuff, and then right. I've been reading uh, Swamp Thing Winter Special. To like, you, it, you need a few reads to really get into the to really get into the yeah to understanding yeah what he you know what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of been reading so much Swamp Thing, I decided to go back and uh, actually read some of the New Fifty Two Swamp Thing. Yeah, and uh, the one by Scott Snyder yeah. and Yannick Paquette. Mm-hmm. That run was so good too. Yeah, in in a in a more horror way. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah, just going back to reading that, just like oh man, that's why like this is why this character is so good and it's so versatile. This character, yeah, you can put the character in any situation and it's just and it just it pretty much works out. Yeah, in, in, in capable hands. I right? have I have the um, I have the 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 compilation uh, graphic novel. I think actually you rented or you uh, not rented. I'm not paying you, but <laughs> <laughs> I, you you lent it to me. Uh, I haven't had a chance to to really read it yet, but I think after today. I'm really gonna put uh, put some time aside and 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 try and get through it. Yeah, I've been reading it. Uh, I've been reading it digitally because it's it's one of those series that I bought like physical and then yeah. I bought the single issue. I bought the omnibus and then I bought it on Comicsology. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, it's so good. It's so good. You just gotta support <laughs> it. It's so good, so good. Um, yeah, but that's that's basically how my week's been. 
you know, just just reading, doing a lot of reading, and then going back and reading some of the older stuff. It's nice. Yeah, because um, you you, you do get a sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, but, it's okay. No, I mean like yeah, reading the older stuff, it helps um, garner a lot of appreciation uh, for the comics medium in general. Only because like, I mean it's 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 much like anything else in entertainment, right? It really brings back some of that nostalgia factor so to speak yeah right yeah like i, I mean just like just like which um what you were doing i did uh, get a chance to uh read uh the dark side wars tie-in for with green lantern right okay that, uh, tom king wrote right it's so good right <laughs> oh it's, <laughs> it's so good it's, it's a page flipper yeah it's a page flipper yeah, and, absolutely and the, the artwork on there is beautiful yeah it's um, uh, evan it, shaner right yeah yeah evan shaner yeah and it really it really blends with the writing really well, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, if I get a chance, I think I'll do what you do or did this weekend. Um, really try and catch up on on some of the the older issues that I've missed, and um, really add some knowledge to my repertoire. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> get the knowledge. That's it. <laughs> All right. So before we get into talking about Swamp Thing. Uh, I think we should go and brew ourselves that coffee. Yes, and then, please. Uh, and then we'll come back and discuss. It's coffee time. Coffee time. Okay, and welcome to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are sent to us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Today we have a coffee from Huehue Tenenago, Guatemala, called Finca Nueva Armenia, and it's been roasted by Catella Coffee Company in Montreal, Quebec, the good old eastern provinces. <laughs> so, <laughs> Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> so Jerry, as per usual, start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's always it's always gonna get a second sniff in there because you, you never know. You never know. Clean you never know, man. Um, I'm gonna go with a kind of an acidic fruit. An acidic fruit. Yeah. There's a sweetness okay. to it. There's definitely a sweetness. I'm not sure about cocoa. I'm not sure if cocoa is making a return. <laughs> but there is a there is a sweetness to it, and. Um, but it's kind of there's some Christmas to it too, so I'm gonna see some some sort of an acidic Which fruit, but I'm not Christmas sure. or Christmas, Christmas. Oh, <laughs> oh like there's a little bit of a Christmas scent to it. <clears throat> like, all right, what does Christmas smell like? <laughs> <laughs> Joy and and, and candy re- cane. <laughs> yeah, and, and regret the next day if oh, you go shopping. Jeez, oh, <laughs> okay. Like um, yeah, but that's that's I mean that's what I'm getting on the initial sniff. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Let's see what I'm going to get here. All right. Here we go. It's okay. Hmm. That's the first sniff. Yeah. It's pondering. Just pondering. <laughs> Second sniff. Okay. He's putting his nose into the coffee. I do right? get I do get cocoa. I always get cocoa. Uh, I always get cocoa. How are you always getting cocoa? I only for the most part, you're right. But... <laughs> <laughs> um... I wouldn't say an acidic fruit, actually. I really? would say some sort of fruit. Um, something that has, like, it's a mild sweetness. 
I know it's weird, but in my head, I'm picturing something with like a very soft flesh. Like it's not like a hard fruit, like an apple or... Well, no, not quite that soft. Not mushy soft. Oh. Not baby food soft. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's a soft fruit? Like um, raspberry? Like that type of complexion? Almost. Almost. Like I'm getting... Yeah, it's like a sweetness. It's it's like a it's like a like a bit. I don't know. It's weird. How am I getting like a hardness from smell? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Oh, <laughs> right, you know what? Why don't we go to the tasting? Maybe that'll help us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Here we go again. <laughs> I have no idea. No clue. <laughs> I have no clue that that fruit went away. It did. It, no it just ran away. Disappeared on you. Eh? It knew I was coming in for a taste, and it was just like, nope, bye. Like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not too sure. There is. If I okay, if I have to take a guess at it, yeah. Maybe a pear. A pear, a okay. Pear. Something, something very light in its taste, but it's still got a bit of crispiness to it. Okay. But yeah, I'm gonna go with a pear. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you give it a try? Well, okay, Jerry, if you insist. Well, I quite. <laughs> I can't even do that voice properly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. They're going for a third one now. There's a sourness to it. There's always a sourness to it. Okay. But on on the tail end, I'm getting I'm getting a darker chocolate on the tail end. Okay. I would say around like seventy percent cocoa. All right. I go for another. I'm not getting any cocoa at this one. Yeah. Oh, buddy, what are you doing? What? What? Tasting it, and then not tasting the cocoa. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. And I am getting a fruit. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go along the lines of fifth sip. Give me one second. Oh. <laughs> oh. No. I'm gonna go along the lines of. It's so hard to say. This one's tough, right? This one's tough. This one's tough. This one's really tough. Yeah. Um, normally something jumps out. No, normally something jumps out. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. This I mean, is, there's been a like few times blend of stuff, yeah. but it just you, you can't pinpoint it. Yeah. I would say. Oh man. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like. Um, I'm just trying to like I'm really trying to rack my brain here. Maybe like a like a cranberry? I'm gonna say cranberry. Okay. Yeah. Cranberry and seventy percent cocoa, that's what I'm going with. Cranberry and seventy percent cocoa. Yeah. And then let me throw pear in there. Yeah. And nothing. 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 I'm getting nothing else. <laughs> okay. I'm not even getting the cocoa. I mean maybe maybe a bit of a... No, see, I and this I'm not getting any nut flavor in this. Uh, 
But it's a good coffee. Like it's no, not. It's a, great. Like it's a good coffee. No, it's great. Oh, I can taste the sourness you're talking about. But it's now. a it's a little harder to distinguish the the notes on this one. Would it be any grapes? Maybe we're just getting worse. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe as time goes on, it's like Benjamin Button. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Our taste buds just reverse. <clears throat> It's like no, you're not. You're not getting any coffees ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Do you want to just do the reveal? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I just took another sip. <laughs> okay. It is not coming to me. Okay. Let's just let's just do the reveal and see what we get. Uh, I'm just uh, grapes. I'm gonna throw grapes in there. It, um, well, it. the first one is red grape, so I mean, it's... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> good, good on you. Uh, red grape, almond cookie. Oh. And floral. That's... Okay. See, almond cookie, I can I can understand. Actually, now that, now that they've mentioned it, I can understand. Because almond cookie's got a bit of sort of that... Um, Sort of that that molasses like, right? Like okay, sugar texture, right, 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 and, and taste to it, which is where I guess the where you could mistake that with the with the cocoa or the chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, only because it's like a really indistinguishable sort of sweet, right? Uh, floral though, I absolutely did not get that. Did not, but taste I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure how you can taste floral. Well, floral is floral as a as a flavor. It. it it's very perfumey, right? Like it, it really, okay. it really jumps out at you. Sure, but no. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not. I didn't get that at all of that coffee. I hadn't. Yeah, I had no idea. And truthfully, I only guessed grape because I just try to find more acidic, crispy fruit. Is grape really acidic though? See, it was either acidic or crispy, and I just went with the crispy. Well, part. I mean, yeah, grapes yeah. Are, are pretty. They're pretty crisp. They're, they're pretty crispy. They're they're pretty crispy. They got a little bit of crispiness to it. No, but that's. That's kind of where I went. Yeah, and I was just, I'm just gonna start throwing things on there before you look at the paper. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, uh grapes. <laughs> well, I mean, this one but was truthfully. I, I'm not sure if I even tasted grapes in that one. No. Yeah. Well, this one was an epic fail. <laughs> Great coffee though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bombed so hard. We bombed so hard. This, this, I think this was so by far has been the worst bomb. <laughs> Like we drink it and we're just like, this is an amalgamation of great taste that I can't pinpoint. This just, just, this is the flavor note is great taste. <laughs> um, if, um, if Cattell Coffee Company ever hears this, we're so sorry. We apologize. <laughs> we, we mean no disrespect to Cattell Coffee Company. It is or really good. It's a good the coffee. Coffee is really good. We, and I just, it's just we're not good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is, though? Maybe the floral, like, just kind of melded it. Maybe. You know? Because if you're saying that floral is pretty perfumey, so, like, yeah. that's why we kind of get that fruit flavor at the beginning, right? Yeah. We get that fruit smell right away. Mm-hmm. If you're saying that it's pretty it's pretty heavy on the perfumey part, maybe yeah. it's masking the other stuff that it, we're not accustomed to try to pick out. I mean, that could be it. Right? That and then we're it. just sitting here trying to think, like, okay, maybe it's another fruit. Yeah. Right, but truthfully, it's the floral scent that maybe it, you know, just kind of masked everything. Yeah, that well, could be it. We'll just have to do better next time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's always next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we why don't we go ahead and take our take our coffee and let's go talk about Swamp Thing. Let's do it. 
And we're back to the comic segment. Uh, in this segment, what we normally do is we take some of our favorite books and we break it down and we discuss some of the themes that are covered in the book. Uh, for today's book, we're talking about Swamp Thing Winter Special. It is written by Tom King with art done by Jason Fabic, colors done by Brad Anderson, and letters done by Darren Bennett. So the first thing that came to my mind when I read this book is the word analogy. Yes. This, this entire book... The entire book is, is an analogy. It's an analogy. Yeah. Right? And it's and it's nothing but metaphors. Yeah. Right? Um, the first thing that jumps out at me is he, he had done something similar. He had done um, the whole sports radio analogy thing. Yeah. He'd done it with, I uh, think it was the button crossover in Batman. Yep. And it was that similar like sports radio mm-hmm. comparing that to, you know, what's happened currently happening. Yeah. And in the story... Um, what happens is the the radio is talking about a player that went through sort of a ended up hitting like a sort of a mental wall yeah. during the game right and in this story you see it right from the opening panels that it, everything seemed fine and everything seemed green everything seemed okay and then all of a sudden winter hits yeah and then you see swamp thing come through in mm-hmm. the winter yeah so for me the whole idea of this book is swamp thing's personal struggle to reconnect with the green yeah right um so then you meet other you meet another character in the story and there's a twist that happens at the end and uh and just so you know it's going to be spoiler um if you, you didn't you have, <laughs> it's again i mean again. if you don't know us by now you you have it's your warning <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great book um so we're going to be talking pretty extensively about this book if you have not read it Pause the podcast. Go read this book, and then, and then come, come back. Just and, come back. Uh, come back we'll, and listen we'll, to us talk we'll about. We'll still it. be here. Yeah, but we, yeah, mainly because you paused it. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll still be here. We'll we'll wait, and we'll still be here. We'll still always be on the internet. Yeah. So just yeah, you can always come back. But do read this book, um, because I I don't I don't want this to be spoiled for you. We are going to be talking about it because it is a very important aspect of the book, but we don't want this to be spoiled for you. Okay, yeah. so pause. Don't skip forward. Just pause. Go read it. Come back. Yeah. Okay. So now that that's covered, so in the story he meets a little boy. Well, he's he's with a little boy from the very beginning, basically. We're gonna call him Oliver. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> so Ollie. <laughs> no, to me, <laughs> to me, the boy actually resembled Alec. Him himself, yes, right, yeah, Alec yeah. Holland, yeah, um, because right from the start, you you right from the start, you don't get that feeling. Right mm-hmm. from the start, you get the feeling that okay, it's a, it's a boy, yeah, right? and a boy is in his protective uh, protective care. Um, he's protecting the kid going through the winter landscape, yeah, and he's just basically saying, I, I'm going to help you try to survive. Mm-hmm. But throughout the story, you get the hint and you get the idea that the boy, the boy exists on a separate like as a separate entity from the winter like he's yeah he's not a really a part of it yeah right so to me that tells me right away this is something that's in his mind this yeah. is not something that's there like that the boy is almost like a literal monkey on his back mm-hmm. if that makes any sense right because this whole time he's trying to reconnect with the green the the boy is almost the one that keeps perpetuating this winter to continue. Yes. Right? Yeah. So he's like a, almost a literal monkey on his back. Yeah. 
Almost. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You can basically say that as an analogy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you find out that um, that at the end, you, you, they go they go through the, the winter landscape and then they meet a few other characters along yeah. the way. Yeah. But you, you can almost sense like, um, for example, there was the moment that you can really tell that that really this boy I don't think it actually exists yeah um, is when um, they get hit with the avalanche yeah so they get hit with the avalanche the boy is like covered in the snow and yeah. the swamp thing digs him out mm-hmm. and then says we gotta cut the rod away yeah right so he ends up doing it and the kid calls him a monster yeah and he ends up doing it um, the next scenes the kid's fine he's fine yeah his foot's still there yeah that that like that's when I that was my turning point as well right? in, in, in the issue was I was just like didn't this kid just lose an entire foot like, yeah. <laughs> so what I what ended up happening was I ended up going back to the previous panels because I know that as they're traveling through the winter yeah uh, each of well, the panels there'll be there'll be like those grid panels and then it'll say like later they did this and yeah. later they did this yeah. it's like oh you almost you almost uh, lost today to the monster. Oh, you punched the monster in the face. And yeah. You punched the uh, the winter monster, right? Yeah. The snow monster. Yeah. So that's when I kind of felt like, it's like, oh, is he maybe writing this backwards? Yeah. But even then, like, the kid was totally fine. Yeah. So that's when I kind of knew, like, okay, I don't think this, I don't think this boy exists. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's all in his head. Mm-hmm. And then you also get the moment later on where Swamp Thing uh, picks up the boy and the yeah. boy drops his hat. Yeah, and there was actually a very, uh, there was like a panel dedicated to seeing the hat on the floor, and they're running yeah. away. Yeah, and the next scene, the hat's back. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> that's when I that's when I felt I was like, okay, I don't I don't think this I think it's all in his head. Yeah, right. And this leads us to the conversation about about what we think the themes are in this story, and I mm-hmm. think it's a an, an important thing to talk about too. Yeah. So the idea is that between. Between Swamp Thing's humanity and Swamp Thing as a monster, or yeah. Swamp Thing as an avatar for the green, yeah, this story deals with his struggle between accepting whether or not he's human or he's an avatar, right. or he's an avatar for the green, mm-hmm. or he if he considers himself a monster, yeah, right. Um, so he he believes that he believes that no matter what he does, he's always going to be labeled as a monster, yeah, right. But he when he does those things for for the green or for people or whatever like he does like good things like good deeds and stuff like that yeah it actually satisfies his personal humanity yeah so it actually brings him closer to humanity yeah which brings him closer to his Alec Holland yeah identity yeah which then takes him away from the green Mm -hmm. and this book to me is his struggle with dealing with the fact that he can't be taken he can't be thinking about it in terms of satisfying his humanity. He right. can't be Alec Holland. Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to let things go and to be able to accept himself as the avatar of the green. Yeah. And to in order to connect to it. Yeah. Right. And the biggest analogy for me in this story is that the boy is basically his humanity. Yeah. Right. And that the boy is his struggle to let go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you pretty much hit it on the nail with with that when in the beginning pages when um when he was having that conversation with the boy in the campfire Mm -hmm. well it's not really a campfire it's not a camp but (laughs) (laughs) when around the fire 
you know, he says, the, the kid says, monsters are bad things who do bad things. You're not that. He is. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's trying to convince himself. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I'm, I'm not the monster that everybody says that I am. Yeah. Right? And, and every good deed that he does is... Again, it's it's just him telling himself and satisfying, like you said, the human side, and just just saying I'm I'm not a bad person, I'm not a bad person, or whatever, right? I I just don't want to be labeled as the monster that everybody says that I am, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and actually, when you think about it that way, it's a really sad story. Yeah, it's a really really sad story, and um, you really feel for the swamp thing as the issue progresses especially near the end yeah exactly yeah and and that and that's it right it's him convincing himself that what he's doing is just yeah um and not not like saying like what he's doing is bad but he's justifying to himself that he has to do it because of his humanity yeah um one thing that happened in the story is they they end up meeting a bear yeah right and he convinces himself that he has to put the bear down yeah right but if you think about it and how the winter started, yeah. It's it's his own doing. Yeah. Right? And he causes this winter landscape to happen because he basically had disconnected himself from the green. Yeah. Right? Because he started moving away from the green. And yeah. the kid is constantly saying, We gotta run away, we gotta run. The snow monster's coming, we gotta run. Yeah. So he's convincing himself that he needs to escape this winter when really he's escaping himself he's escaping himself as a connection to the green yeah so when the bear shows up then he needs to convince himself again like i'm not sure what is the best way to return you but when the snow goes away i'll find you in the green and then i'll guide you home and then he kills the bear yeah and for to me is him finding excuses for his excuses mm-hmm. like he's finding excuses for his actions yeah. but those are excuses for him not to not to basically live up to what he's supposed to be which yeah. is his destiny as the swamp thing yeah when I saw the bear I was just like oh it's the revenant all over again <laughs> I was like where's Leonardo DiCaprio in this in this novel he's the kid <laughs> he's the <a> kid <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll call him the kid's Leo could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> plot twist <laughs> but um Actually, a little further on that point, um, you know, when he meets the bear and also when he meets the the gunman later on in yeah. the issue, he says the same thing. And for me, that was actually a bit of an ironic statement coming from the Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. right? Because he says, you know, um, I don't know how to get you home right now, um, but at some point I will return and, and I'll guide you, right? And at, to me, that was so ironic because... The swamp thing doesn't even know where he's going right now. Exactly. He doesn't yeah. he can't even guide himself back to the green. Yeah. Right. So I thought it was just a bit of an ironic statement coming from him. And it's almost like he's projecting. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's, he's projecting pre- himself onto these people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's projecting his his inner conflict. Yeah. Uh to to Barrington and to <laughs> <laughs> To Sir Barrington. To Sir Barrington and, and, and Sir and to Gun. the gunman. So I, I thought Gun that was Smith. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, again, uh, a bit of an ironic statement coming from him. Yeah. And I think and I think that's done with intention too. Like it's not just 
it's not just nature he's projecting to now, right? He's yeah. projecting to people as well. Yeah. Because he's telling them, I don't know how to get you home, but this is the fastest way I'll find you in the green. But yeah. in reality, he's telling, he's basically saying to himself, I don't know how to get home, but when this winter goes away, I'll get home. Yeah. But he's not understanding that in order to, in order to get home, in order to go back to and, and be where you need to be or do what you need to do, you need to first face yourself. Yeah. Right? You need to first face the fact that, like, this is your doing. Yeah. Like, where you end up is your doing. Yeah. Right? So. Um, and, and again, going back to the scene with, with the gunman, um, I'm not sure if, if this was what was meant to be portrayed, mm-hmm. but to me, that sort of represented how the Swamp Thing sees humanity. Right, how how he sees humankind as, um, I guess as a whole, because uh, the gunman shoots the swamp thing in the head first, and then he's about to kill, uh, baby Leo. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that represented how the swamp thing sees humanity. Humanity just destroys. Yeah. Right. And as far as I know about the swamp thing, he only trusts the green and the green alone. Yeah. Right, so uh, again, I mean, a little bit off topic, but that's that's how I sort of uh, uh, understood that particular uh, set of panels. Yeah, yeah, and it's also it's and that that's actually another moment where you realize that the boy maybe isn't really there. Yeah, and actually, maybe the gunman's not really there, mm. and that everything in that entire. That that entire story mm-hmm. is a manifestation in his head. Yeah. About his own disconnect from the green. Yeah. Because the gunman acknowledged the kid. Mm-hmm. But the gunman also acknowledges, I don't know how you're surviving like this in the winter. I don't know how you got so much meat on you. Yeah. Because the gunman is just like malnourished and the gunman is, looks like he's hungry all the time. Like he just looks hungry. Well, the other thing too is how did the gunman survive? Yeah. Right? Because he's he's just chilling in the snow. He's like, Oh, I'll just wait until yeah. somebody walks by. <laughs> like yeah, how long is he waiting there for? <laughs> there, there was a crew of dead guys. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he was the only guy that survived. Yeah. So he's surviving in the land and then he shoots Swamp Thing and yeah. then says to the boy, I'm not sure how you're surviving. Yeah. But I have to do this because I'm hungry. And yeah. that's when Swamp Thing comes back and says, I, I don't know how to guide you, but yeah. I'll find you eventually in the green. Yeah. And you that could if everything is in is in Swamp Thing's you know, in head, head, head yeah. you know, that could also be him questioning how this kid is still alive as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh which again is a complete mystery up until the end. So <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And that actually it, it's good that you mentioned that because if if he's projecting if he's truly projecting himself into the gunman yeah and the gunman is questioning how the kid is there later on in the story you actually get the panels where Swamp Thing says I try to forget I try to forget every day but I can't do this anymore yeah right because he's trying to forget but he's really he's remembering why is the kid there yeah and why am I doing this why am I running away yeah. Right. And he's saying, I try to forget, but I, I can't do it anymore. I have to face it. Yeah. And that's him at the end facing his inner monster. Yeah. Right. Because then he acknowledges at the end, I can't keep carrying you anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to carry this this burden or carry this guilt of 
not being connected to my humanity. Yeah. Um, because truthfully, you're the monster. Yeah. Right. Because caring for caring for an individual or being there for other people and stuff like that—that's that's humanity. Yeah. Right. But for Swamp Thing, it's different mm-hmm. because Swamp Thing is one with nature, and yeah. he has to. He can't be caught up in these personal relationships. He can't be caught up in that because he needs to have the the best interest of the green in mind. Yeah. So truthfully, the real monster in his story is his humanity. Yeah. Because that is tying him and taking him away from what is truly important. Yeah. Which is to be a member of the Parliament of the Green. Yeah. Right. So that that reveal at the end also also hit that mark really well and that was really good. That reveal in the end was because that's when not that it didn't make sense before, mm-hmm. but if you're a casual reader and if you if you don't understand the Tom King's work, um, then the end is where it really ties everything together for you. Yeah, right. Um, especially when he goes, when he goes, yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand how you're surviving or how you're here when he's talking to the kid. Yeah. He go, but then he goes, but I the only thing I know is how long it takes me for me to get this way. Yeah. And it takes years. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you pan to the kid, and the kid goes, "Oh, he knows." <laughs> the kid just keeps saying, "No, no, please, no, 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 please, no, no." And, but that's how that's how you know. Yeah. Like, and oh, it was so intensely drawn too. Oh yeah, I, I love it. I love, actually, I love Jason Fabic's depiction of that boy. Yeah. Because. That boy represented the way he, it's the way he's drawn represented yeah represented everything that Swamp Thing needed to to face yeah right the the innocence the confusion the the misleading because the kid is just misleading him throughout his life yeah yeah and there there's just so much emotion drawn on the kid you actually yeah. do feel bad for the kid as well yeah. But you know he has to face it. Yeah. Right. Any other situation with any other hero that gets put into this situation, you you'll feel bad for the kid, and you're yeah. like, no, don't don't do it, don't pull the trigger. Yeah. But at the end, because it's Swamp Thing, and because of what he represents to the DC universe, mm-hmm. and because of what he represents to the Green, yeah, he has to do this. Yeah. Right. And that's always sort of been the constant struggle between, uh, between Swamp Thing and Alec Holland, which is his like human side. Right, yeah. Before he turned into the Swamp Thing. Yeah. The um, the biggest conflict has always been whether or not Swamp Thing can let go of being Alec Holland. Yeah. Whether or not Swamp Thing can let go of his own past. Yeah. And and move and move forward and protect the world. Yeah. Right. And, and that brings up a good point. Be and and you can really relate to those those last few pages. And and I think I think that's what really makes it so sad. And it, is because it's relatable. Yeah. Right. Like there are moments in in everyone's life where in order to move forward we have to let go of the things that are holding us back mm-hmm. right no matter how much we we love them or no matter how much we care for them or or thing or whatever the case is right yeah. there's going there's going to be moments in life where we have to let them go if we are going to move forward yeah right? and and all of us to a certain extent understand the pain of that understand the pain of of what the swamp thing is going through in that moment yeah right yeah, so absolutely i think that's what that's what made it such a powerful last few pages yeah and and really this is 
Yeah, and like this is a story done. I mean, done in a backwards way. Yeah. Compared to the struggles that people go through, but yeah, thematically the same thing. Yeah. Like you said, like if you, there are probably things that everyone right now is holding onto from the past where they just can't let go. Hundred percent. Yeah. But they would be in a much different place if you know should they do so. Yeah. And I think this book is really, this book is really the epitome of that. Right, and it really teaches you that you you can't always be looking back. Yeah. Right, and you can't always be looking for excuses. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, and again, um, with with the analogies, I feel like this whole issue um, is an analogy for life, right? In general, right? Because life is just never a straight path, right? There's always going to be obstacles, whether internally or externally, that prevents us from getting to where we want to go and from becoming who we want to be right and going going back to um uh what swamp thing said to the bear and what he said to the gunman he's you have to wait a little while before i come back uh it was basically saying you have to take a detour take the long way mm-hmm. right before i can guide you home yeah it's the same thing with with swamp thing is that um you know, in life, we all sometimes have to take a detour in order to get to where we want to be. I mean, it's not always going to be a nice detour. I mean, I don't know if you ever remember taking the bus, but remember, <laughs> remember when the bus would go out of service and then you had to go take a detour bus? Those were the worst moments. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, first of all, there's a hundred people waiting for the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially and, like if a subway goes down. Then oh yeah, it's, it's, it's the absolute worst, right? Yeah. But that's life, right? That's that's what the swamp thing is going through in this moment, um, because uh, that the child is holding him back. The child is his detour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and we go through those moments in life as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's actually one of the things that that are holding us back. I think as people is our inner child as well yeah right our our inability to like accept growing up and yeah and adulting yeah and, and all that responsibility stuff but that's that's just the truth of it right that's just life yeah you know and you gotta have to just kind of accept what gets thrown at you right and with the yeah. swamp thing is even if he doesn't choose to become swamp thing this is what he needs to do now yeah right for sure yeah um the thing too is i mean it's a good point that you brought up in in talking about adulting <laughs> quote unquote adulting I don't know when that became a thing but um, but you know accepting the responsibilities of growing up um, and trying to let go of the fact that life is just not going to be as easy moving forward right uh, compared to when we were younger when we were kids right and in this issue I think what's part of what's making him so make it so difficult for Swamp Thing to let go of his humanity as well is that life moving forward as the Swamp Thing and life uh, being the, being the avatar for the green it's not going to be an easy life right like it's going to be tough right because the, the green is everywhere you're talking about literally protecting everything right uh, well at least under the umbrella of the green <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah yeah I mean he's not going to go and protect the building but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that life is not going to be difficult and it's a life of isolation, right? So I think that's part of what's making it so difficult for him to let go of his humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, just 
this this book is just so well done. It is so well written. It's so well written. Artwork is amazing. Yeah. And I like how um, at the end he he ties everything together for the casual reader. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't already understood what the what the issue is about already. Mm-hmm. And that that part's important because I I I've read some I've read some like opinions on and stuff like that and not everybody not everybody likes the sports radio analogy. Yeah. Um because it it ties it up but it doesn't necessarily tie it up in the most accurate parallel to what Swamp Thing's going through. Yeah. But I like it because I think it's important to understand that even though this is his struggle, it's a very similarly thematic struggle yeah, that it's, everyone goes it's, through. It's a struggle for everybody, exactly. Right? And everybody sometimes just all they can say is the monster got me. Yeah. Right? And the monster is doubt. Yeah. Right? Doubt got you. Right? Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, no matter how good you are, there will always be situations where the monster of doubt gets you. Yeah. Right? Um, because ultimately, if you... If you're good at something... Yeah. There will always be someone out there better. Yeah. But you can't ever doubt your own ability. Mm-hmm. Right? But sometimes it will happen. Because... If you're ever the best at something, then you stop learning, right? Yeah. And life is you're constantly learning. Yeah. So sometimes you doubt the things that you need to do. Sometimes you doubt the purpose of what you need to do. Yeah. And sometimes you just doubt your ability, like the football player. Yeah. Right? So in this story, when they when they tie the parallels together with what the football player is going through at the end, yeah, and what um what Swamp Thing is going through. Mm-hmm. It's it's all very interconnected, all very relevant. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though it's spectrally on the upper side. Yeah. yeah, I think the reason why many readers may not have liked that that sort of parallel is only because in the beginning it doesn't make sense, right? Um, again, if you don't understand um, the work and reading between the lines, I mean, in in reality, not much of it really makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I mean, I, you know, just like you, I, I actually quite enjoyed it, right? Because, yeah, everybody goes through it, right? You've been through it. I've been through it. Uh, football guy's been through it. <laughs> <laughs> if they, if it, they were talking about football, I don't think they were talking about football, but I could be very wrong. No, football, football. It was a football, yeah. right? Okay. It was uh, Gotham Knights. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe it would be the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Gotham Knights. <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints. It's okay. Saints Radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the, the issue's titled Talking to Saints. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, overall, I really, really enjoyed this issue. Um, it was very thought-provoking. And it required me to read deeper right from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not a comic that you can necessarily enjoy just reading through it um mindlessly yeah do you know what i mean right because if you just read through it mindlessly it's not going to make much sense to you especially if if you don't understand who the swamp thing is as a character um and if you don't take your time to really try and understand what's happening within the individual panels, right? Because there's there's always a reason why something is happening in each panel. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But overall, I really loved it. Um, 
it's definitely something that I actually want to read again to see if I could pick up anything else. Yeah. And actually, I'm just going through some of the pages right now. And yeah, yeah that that confrontation at the end between Swamp Thing and the boy is yeah. so... Uh, it, it just tugs at your heartstrings. It, it hurts it's, me, man. Oh, it hurts. Because, see, I'm looking at this panel and there's one part that says... Um, you are a child could be my child I don't know I don't want to hurt you yeah I want to help you it is all I want yeah which is why and that is why isn't it yeah because he he is acknowledging then at that point that in order to help this kid inside him yeah right in order to help this kid he has to do what is necessary Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and he it's not just about protecting the kid anymore it's about protecting himself and protecting his identity yeah right and that's when he truly realized his identity is the Swamp Thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's so well-written. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So well-written. The art is so good, too. And I actually really... I really like Jason Vibic's art. Mm-hmm. I've met him twice now. Yeah. At, like, a fan expo. Yeah. And uh, he's a really good dude. Really good guy. Mm-hmm. And there was... Um, he, he did he did the Dark Side Wars stuff. He did... Um, he did some of the uh, Batman Eternal stuff. Yeah. It's... His art is, is his art is unique, mm-hmm. and I really like his art. And he puts a lot of there's a lot of good emotions in his art. Mm-hmm. The line work is really clean. Yeah, and yeah, actually, he's like one of my favorite right, um, one of my favorite. Well, I say writer because he's like a storyteller too, right? Yeah, his artists are all storytellers too, of course. And he's one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, because he 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 does it so well, and he's so versatile in his storytelling. Mm-hmm. One thing that Tom King likes to do. Yeah. Um. And you'll actually see it a lot if you if you read some of his other sort of maxi series stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you read the uh, Omega Men, Vision, and uh, if you go and read Sheriff, Sheriff of Babylon, mm-hmm. what he likes to do is he likes to tell the stories in those nine panel grids. Yeah. He likes to experiment with those smaller grids to to tell a diff, to tell a story. Yeah. In here, he goes with sometimes with a nine panel, he sometimes goes with a six panel grid, and it just says later and then someone something happens yeah. later something happens yeah so he experiments with a lot of those grid stuff and jason fabic's art really shines when it's epic big scale like large scale stuff yeah right but in here it's, he shines too because he yeah. he brings all the emotion to these two characters mm-hmm. that he's working with yeah these two characters plus a bear and a gunman yeah but <laughs> the bear's in, emotions <laughs> top notch <laughs> top notch bear <laughs> top notch bear but he he truly he's working with two characters and he's able to tell this story through these small panels because with a nine panel or a six panel story you don't get much details in it yeah but he really made so make that emotion come through and that's what's important because you can't have um an issue like this and and not have the artwork convey the right emotions exactly that the writer wants exactly right yeah because if imagine if it was something else it would it would tell a completely different kind of story, right? And I don't I just don't think that that it would have worked well any other way. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, just a f- fantastic book by yeah. by the entire creative team. Ten out of ten will read again probably tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ten out of ten will read again. Um, so for for the listeners in this issue, the winter special issue, at the back there is a there is a story as well. And it is the Lenwine and um, Bernie Whiteson and uh, Kelly Jones. It's, it's their story. Uh, this is actually supposed to be a new story um, with Lenwine and uh, with Kelly Jones. Um, 
it's supposed to be like a new number one but unfortunately he had passed away so they released the story in here without captions and it's just the art and mm-hmm. the, the story and the art and mm-hmm. then at the back there's a script page uh, script pages um, we're not really going to be covering that today but I do highly recommend all of our listeners to to read that as well I mean if you're picking up this issue you're going to read it yeah, as well read, right? yeah. but it is it is really great storytelling um, but we can't it will really spoil it if we talk about yeah. it and because it's not it doesn't have captions you're meant to enjoy that story as like you know with its art yeah. as a storytelling element so mm-hmm. I will recommend going to read that because it's 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 amazing too for sure yeah so um, I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion on uh, on Swamp Thing is there anything you want to add is, do you have any final thoughts Tom King man I love you <laughs> good work honestly truly truly great storytelling um, what about you Jerry do you have any final thoughts pretty much the same thing I actually really when when Tom when Tom King first like came on the scene and started writing you know started writing comic books yeah that's when I knew that was like the next guy that I wanted to to follow yeah because his his way of tell of, of telling stories is very much in line with the way that I like my stories to be told to me mm-hmm. don't just tell me on the surface what's happening mm-hmm. right I don't need to always just see someone punching another guy yeah but, I mean, that's good once in a while. Yeah. You know what and I mean? actually, like, if you... There, there there are elements in his story that it just involves someone punching another guy. Yeah. But there's always storytelling elements underneath that. Yeah. And the reasonings behind that and yeah. all. And it's... And it makes you think and you and it requires rereads. And yeah. it requires you to read, you know, read backwards even. And, like, he experiments with that all these different ways of telling stories that I, I think is really refreshing. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing to see. Yeah, and I mean, in all honesty, issues like this and writing like this is the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. Exactly. Right, yeah. is to be able to to try and dig deeper and to and to really get the meanings and and the story that that the writer is actually trying to tell. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. You're a hero, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um so yeah, let's go ahead and um why don't we go ahead and just uh Go to our offerings to Dark Side. We've got some exciting things to offer this time, I think. Do you? I don't do you. Well, I'm going to go grab a coffee first. Again, I got to refill because I'm almost out. <laughs> but I'll refill and then uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And we're at the offerings to Dark Side segment. Uh, normally in this segment, what we do is we find something outside of the world of comics, outside of the world of coffee, and we offer it to you, our listeners. Uh, something that we enjoy, something that we hope you'll enjoy as well. Uh, this week, as usual, we're going to let Victor start <laughs> oh the gosh. offering. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so my offering for this week uh, is a movie called Creed. It's an older movie, came out in 2015. Uh, it features Sylvester Stallone, Michael B. Jordan, and Tessa Thompson. Um, such a good movie. It was so good. I think it was, at least from the movies that I've seen, one of Sylvester Stallone's better performances. Um, it does a great job. Oh, by the way, it's a boxing movie. So I guess... Oh, right. <laughs> you, yeah, you should, you should I mean, make that clear. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm making it clear right now. It's a boxing movie. Um, it does continue um the timeline of rocky balboa all right okay uh 
but it does a good job of building upon uh, the legacy of Rocky while not taking away uh, from the main character, which is Adonis, which is the character that uh, Michael B. Jordan plays, right? Um, again, one of the better performances from Sylvester that I've seen. Uh, very emotional performance. Um, definitely something that I'm going to be watching again and again and again, just because it was so good. I got to watch it for the first time. Yeah, watch it for the first I time. I haven't Please. seen it yet. Please, Jerry. Please. Uh, and I'm happy to also announce that they are making a second one. Creed? Yep. Creed 2? Creed 2. So Coming like in. Rocky 6? No, this will be Rocky 8. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's not a Rocky movie. Let's make it clear, Jerry. It's Creed. Oh, it's oh, Adonis Ro- Creed. Oh, that's is that his name? Adonis Creed? Yeah. Well, it's Adonis Johnson in the film. Okay. But he takes on Apollo Creed's last name. Oh, okay. Who, is, um, who was in one of the earlier Rocky movies. <clears throat> okay. And he gets killed by the Russian. The Adonis kid? Uh, no, Apollo. Apollo. Oh, okay. You clearly have not I clearly have it. not <laughs> seen... Yeah. I, just, I need to go all the way back. <laughs> you go all the way to the first one. <laughs> yeah. I need but, to go all the way back. <laughs> but, but again, um, definitely recommend the movie 100%. I know it's an older movie. Um, if you haven't seen it already... Go and check it out. It's it's a great film. Cool. Yeah. I'll probably check it out. Yeah, you better check it out point. like tonight. Is it on Netflix? No, it's not on Netflix. Okay. So you have to purchase it. I'll have to find the uh have to go find the Blu-ray. <laughs> 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 yeah, watch it in ten eighty. Yeah. What about you, Dre? <laughs> uh this week this week I wanted to offer something back in music. Uh, I wanna offer the weekend's new EP. I have not heard that yet. Are you, oh, really? I have not heard that yet. It's so good. It's really good. It's called My Dear Melancholy. Okay. Um, it's an EP. It's got six tracks. And it's sound. the sound of it is like he's back in the House of Balloons or Trilogy days. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when things were a little bit darker, <laughs> um, before the whole Starboy phase. Yeah. Right? Um, this is him going sort of back to where he started in terms of... Like albums that he was releasing, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's back to that sound. And yeah, it's so well done. I really like it. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Six I mean, tracks. It's very yeah, quick to get through, but you'll you'll want to listen to it again and again because it's back to it's back to the phase of the weekend that I like the most. Uh huh. Yeah, and I really I really enjoyed his House of Balloon stuff. Original weekend is best weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So that that's my that's my offering this week is the weekend. My dear melancholy. If you have a copy of it, can I have it? Uh, well, it, I, I no, just, it's, I, <laughs> can I borrow it? I listen to it on uh, Apple Music. Okay, well, I have an I'm, Apple Music. I'm stuck in the old so. days. I want, I want. So I'll phys- just, I'll play it. I'll I want just a play physical CD, Jerry. I'll just play it for you. Give me the physical then, CD. I mean, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if it's released as like physical CDs because. I, <laughs> I've been I've just been listening to stuff on Apple Music so I actually oh, okay. don't know I don't know if EPs get released that way oh yeah so oh, that's that's understandable I guess yeah. <laughs> but anyways I mean it, yeah if you're listening to this and you hold a physical CD in your hand I'm sorry I had no idea <laughs> so <laughs> enjoy it but yeah it's a it's it's a it's a great EP awesome yeah 
All right, so thank you for tuning into this episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and our website at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Please also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you do have some time. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about the things that we've talked about, or if you have a book you want us to discuss on a future episode, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash utterlygeeky for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics, and we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. Uh, if you would like to be a part of the community, join us on our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. Victor, what? let's make like a tree and leave. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs>